Hi, and welcome to the Frugal Debt-Free Life Podcast. I'm your host, Lydia Sen, and like you, I am trying to do my best to navigate the financial storm that is 2022. And so on this podcast, we have honest, real, grace-filled money discussions that come from a person who has made every financial mistake possible because money, like life, is messy and it doesn't always fit inside of a cash envelope. So if you're ready to get real and not be judged, you've come to the right place. Did you know that October is financial planning month? I just found this out. Today we're going to you about some ways that you can be a little bit more financially prepared. I'm sure that National Financial Planning Month is probably something invented by people trying to sell you financial planning products. However, it doesn't mean that it's not useful. It doesn't mean that financial planning is a waste of your time or that we can't learn something new this month. So one of the best pieces of advice that I ever received in regards to financial planning was how to calculate for retirement. So you take your annual living income. So what you need to buy groceries, pay your bills, pay your rent or mortgage. I mean, hopefully by that point you won't have a mortgage, but if you do set that aside, money that you want to travel or to have that best life that you want to live, and then you multiply that by 25 or 30 or however many years you think you're going to need to live. So you that annual income that you need or those annual expenses times 25 or 30. And that's what your target needs to be. Another thing I'm going to read this to you from Investopedia. It says many experts maintain that retirement income should be about 80% of a couple's final pre-retirement annual earnings. And then they recommend that you save 10 times your annual income by age 67. Don't be overwhelmed with those numbers. My first tip for someone who's just starting out would be to do the math, to pull out a calculator and to figure out how much you're going to need and then start making a plan. I think it feels overwhelming because we think that we need to have it all today and a house takes time to build. So does your personal financial portfolio. It takes time to build. We'll put a little concealer now to conceal the fact that uh, I haven't slept all week. A sinus infection coupled with finals. I feel like I'm dying. But this would be a good time to check your budget. So we fall into set it and forget it mode with budgeting when we don't actively manage the day-to-day expenses, when we're not actively managing the income and the outflow by tracking our spending, which is why I think that budgeting by paycheck is a game changer for people who are just starting out, but maybe things have gotten a little stagnant. You're not saving as much as you want. I know with inflation, it's hard to save as much as you want. Things are rapidly changing. That's not your fault. It's not your fault you didn't break it. It was broken before you got here. Taking the time to review your spending, to review your budget, and to maybe set up a budget by paycheck system. So what we do is we have an overall monthly budget, an idea of what our goals and expenses are for that month, what our obligations are, and then weekly, when we get those weekly paychecks, we break it down. So we have a quick phone call. What's coming out this week? What do we need to save for? What's our plan? It takes less than five minutes and then we're good to go. And we've seen a lot of positive progress from going to a paycheck budget and doing that weekly 
budget meeting. Because here's the thing, February's budget and October's budget are two entirely different snowflakes. Because the expenses that you have in February are going to be far different than the expenses that you have in October. And so doing it one time and expecting it to last all year long is just setting you up for failure and disappointment. So take some time to review your monthly budget. Another thing to do this month is to look at the fees you're paying. Are you paying banking fees? No one should be paying banking fees. It What a scam. What a freaking scam. So banks make money loaning out your money to other people and they get interest. So they charge people to borrow your money, but then they also charge you for the privilege of keeping your money in their bank so that they can loan it out to other people. I don't think so. So if you like your bank, call them and see if they'll waive your fees. If not, look at an online bank like Albert, and this is actually an affiliate link that I will leave below, but I like Albert a lot. I've talked about them before. So with Albert, you get a no fee debit card. So just like a regular, sort of like a checking account, um, but you don't have to pay a monthly fee for it. And I think they have a debit card that has points. So I'll leave a link below and you can check them out. But make sure that you're not paying banking fees or late fees um, or fees for things that you're not using. So subscription services, gym memberships, um, credit cards that you're not using if you're paying fees for them. Just eliminate those silly fees that add up super fast. Um, if your bank is still charging overdraft fees, dump them. I mean, yes, we need to work really hard to not overdraft our checking accounts, but life sometimes happens. Life happened to me recently. Life happened to me recently. It wasn't my fault. I got charged twice for something and I overdrafted because it was a pretty big charge. I, my bank tried to charge me a fee and I called the bank and explained it to him and they waived it. But I was like, listen, errors happen. And um, are, are we still doing this? Like a lot of banks are not charging overdraft fees anymore. They disproportionately affect marginalized communities and it's time to let that go. I'm gonna get some Karen in the comments. Manage your own money and don't expect the bank to do it for you. I know, but also have compassion to people who are living lives you will never understand. Okay, Brenda, thanks. Make your retirement contributions automatic. Try to max out that 401k, but if you can't, at least put $25, $50 a paycheck into your IRA automatically. Max out that 401k, but if you can't, try to automatically put money every week or every month whenever you get paid into that 401k. If you don't see it, you won't miss it. I like manually transferring my Roth IRA and picking my investments and doing all of that. It makes me feel like a grown-up. Um, but if you're going to forget it, are you going to pay yourself last? Make it a monthly priority. Make it just part of your bills. You know, I'm going to say this all of the time, but this is a good part of financial planning. Getting your act together is auditing your insurance. So call your renters, your homeowners, your auto, your umbrella policy, and see if you can save some money by shopping around. I actually need to call about our wind because there was hurricanes in Florida, even though they were miles from us, like miles, the other side of Florida, um, we still, our wind 
insurance is going to go up. Um, and that's just a part of living here where we live is very cheap, but our homeowner's insurance is expansive. So we're shopping around. So I called four different insurance companies and I got four different quotes. And at the end of the day, we were able to save about $650 a year moving to a different homeowner's insurance. And so 45 minutes to an hour of my time saved me $600. That's like making $600 in an hour. So anything that we can do to save ourselves money, as our friend Carly, the debt-free mom says, anything we can do to bridge the gap between our income and our expenses is like giving ourselves a raise. While you're auditing your insurance, take a look at your deductibles. Do they need to be a little bit higher so that you're saving monthly? Because a higher deductible means a lower monthly premium, but it also means that you need to have that money set aside should something happen. And things like deductibles need to be a part of that long-term emergency fund. So when you're starting out, you have a tiny little emergency fund of like maybe one to two months expenses. Then after you pay off some debt, it's a good idea to move to a six-month emergency fund. But ha part of that is, you know, living expenses, deductibles, emergency savings. And check out a high-interest savings account. So things like Citibank and Ally, they are raising those interest rates back up. Finally, it took them long enough. Um, so check those out and see if that would work for you. It's a great place to keep emergency savings that you're going to need in the next few months or years. So do your research, find one that works for you. I'd love to know what are some things that you're doing. Oh, also don't forget some basic things like a will, a life insurance, an emergency binder. Shameless plug, I have one for $4.99. I'll link it in the comments. I mean, in the description. But you can tell me YouTuber turned podcaster. But that's it. Mercifully short and to the point, but I would love to hear from you and tell me what you're doing to make yourself a little bit more financially prepared. You can connect with me on my blog, frugaldebtfreelife.com backslash podcast, where you will hear any episode that you might have missed, or you can find me on YouTube or Instagram at Lydia Sin, and I would love to know what your goals are, what you're doing to prepare yourself for the future. Also, thank you for just taking the time to listen. Thank you to everyone who has taken the time to comment or review. Five-star reviews are my favorite. Um, anyone who's also just typed out a few words, that's how people find this podcast and I can continue to spread this message of hope and freedom when it comes to your finances. So if you're listening on Apple or Spotify, I would love it if you would do me a favor, swipe over the artwork and just leave a little review. Thank you for being here. Don't quit. Don't give up. Don't lose hope. Don't get discouraged. I know that it sounds like a lot, but you only have to pick one thing to do today. Pick one thing. Don't let the overwhelm become so much that you become paralyzed with fear. Pick one thing. Focus on that. And when you build your confidence, move on to the next thing. Thank you for being here. I'm very proud of you. You're doing such a good job. And I'll talk to you soon.